What's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and the Spun Today podcast is a podcast about things that have been swirling and spun around in my brain that I am sharing with you today in the form of writing, reflections on things that I'm reading, movies that I've seen, shows that I'm watching, music, UFC stuff, and just generally things that I'm into. Again, I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and this is episode 63 of the Sponsored Podcast. And yes, this is the much anticipated by less than half a dozen of you. Honeymoon episode that I told you guys about uh, way back when. So I went on my honeymoon to Mexico in the end of October. And I recorded a few like short 10 to 15 minute uh, recordings about how the trip was going and stuff like that and things that I I was experiencing. Um, And similar to how I did the India episodes uh, when I went to India that I told you guys about, uh, which you can check out in the backlog episodes of the podcast. And then this intro and outro um, recording today on December 22nd, 2016. So, pretty much what this episode is about is uh, my honeymoon, and just telling you guys about, like, uh, the resort and how that was, and as well as um, a lot about uh, Chichen Itza, like the excursion that we did to Chichen Itza, which is something that I I don't think I mentioned in the episode. I can't remember now, Um, but something that I, I, I wanted to was the fact that Chichen Itza is, it's like the America's Egypt. It's it's dubbed, and um, it's the ancient Mayan ruins, and a bit of it, if its history has to do with, or a lot of its history rather, has to do with the fact that it was it was uh, privately owned land, technically for like over five hundred years, and it wasn't until twenty ten that the Yucatan uh, Mexican government um, uh, purchased the land back. And it was, Mexico was conquested by the Spanish in 1540s and in the 1500s, I think 1540s, 1543, 1547. And the ancient Maya actually drove the, the, um, Spanish armies out of the Yucatan Peninsula, and um, Chichen Itza was the May- Mayans like biggest city, uh, biggest thriving Mayan city. Um, but over the years, it uh, deteriorated and became less so. And for a large part of its history, it was ignored by both the Spanish uh, conquistadors as well as the the Mayas who migrated to um, other cities where that that were thriving. And there was this American character named Edward Herbert Thompson, who was actually born in Worcester, Massachusetts, according to his Wikipedia, um, which is where my wife used to live. And this dude devoted his life to studying uh, ancient Mayan civilizations. And he actually believed um, that the Mayan, the Mayan ruins were proof somehow that of the lost continent of Atlantis 
And this guy was so into so into Mayan civilization and stuff like that that he he was like some ar- archaeologist type cat that in 1894 he purchased like the ruined you know the ruined area that was being ignored by by everyone and uh in 1894 um uh he purchased uh a large chunk of area i think it was like 200 acres or something like that which included chichen itza and where el castillo uh the chichen itza is which is like the big pyramid there the uh cenote sagrado which is a sacred cenote um, which I believe is the one that we went to. We went to a cenote, which is like a well water hole uh, type of thing. That's like, has like, I think it was like 80 feet or 800 feet of, of depth or something like that. And like, we got into it, um, which was really dope. There's pictures of that, by the way, on my Instagram at spun today, if you guys want to check that out. And also the Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash spun today. Pictures of all the shit is on there, videos and stuff like that. Oh, my website, spun today.com forward slash photography. If you want to check out some dope pictures, um, those came out um, nicer because, you know, they're, you know, weren't with the iPhone, they're with like an actual camera. Um, so on the website, they look the best and, but you can see a bunch of them and more on both Instagram and Facebook. Anyway, this dude bought it for, I can't find the exact amount, but I know the, the, the guide, the tour guide that we had, he told us that it was he told us the amount and i remember thinking that it was like some sick louisiana purchase type of you know buy this shit for like a dollar type of thing um and it was like 1894 so he he bought it like really cheap and it wasn't until now 2010 you know it got past his children and stuff like that it wasn't until now 2010 that it was it was purchased back by the mexican government for i believe it was 22 million mexican dollars um uh, which is like 17 million u.s dollars or something like that and now it's like a wonder of the world etc and you know conserved and looked after by the government and stuff like that um what else what else this uh thompson character he he recovered artifacts of gold and copper and carved jade um as well as the first ever examples uh, believed to be uh pre-columbian maya cloth and wooden weapons and he shipped the bulk of them to the peabody museum in the united states so yeah that's just some interesting background history on on that on the maya and mexico and and all that good stuff it was a really cool experience for both my my wife and myself to to see and and check out it was definitely a, a memorable time. So, yeah, without further ado, folks, uh, thanks again for listening to this episode and all others. This episode will be coming out after Christmas, but before New Year's. So I uh, hope you and your families have had a Merry Christmas, if that's what you're into. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Festivus, whatever it is that you guys celebrate. hope everything went well. I think Hanukkah, actually, this year's like past christmas or something like that um or starts a little bit before but goes through and past christmas or something and i heard the uh the flying jew say that on the church of what's happening now joey diaz's podcast um but yeah whatever it is that that you guys celebrate whatever it is that you into i hope uh everything went and is going well 
I appreciate the fuck out of everyone who listens to to this podcast and appreciate the support. Uh thank you guys for for a pretty cool 2016 and uh here's to a much more prosperous and and goal setting and goal reaching and achieving 2017. I decided to release this episode now. Um, as the final episode of, of the year, cause, uh, historically people don't really listen to podcasts too much during the, uh, the holiday season, which I don't know why, cause I feel like there's more like downtime and stuff during that time. But, you know, most people such as myself do listen like at work and stuff like that. Um, if you have like a, like a boring desk job that you could listen to shit in the background and, um, and get through uh, your day that way. So with all the days off and vacations and stuff like that, people maybe that's why people don't listen to podcasts. Um, but anyway, uh, the next episode after this, we'll go back to the usual, you know, free writing episodes, short story episodes, um, random rant episodes, etc., etc., etc. And without further ado, here is episode sixty-three: The Honeymoon. what up what up what up bitches what's going on folks i am on my honeymoon and stopping to record this for you guys and for myself i guess for historical referencing purposes much to my wife's chagrin but i'm just i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this like i did the india episodes if you guys remember india part one part two and i think part three of the podcasts um where I like just pieced together a bunch of different recordings uh, that spanned the time that I was on those trips. So this is just gonna be quick. This is my end of day two in uh, Cancun, Mexico, specifically Puerto Morelos at the now Sapphire Resort, which so far, two days in, I highly recommend it's a very very nice resort it's um rated i think four to five stars depending on who rates it and so far the service has been great the food has been great and um the beach is clean it's really nice uh the staff is very attentive you know just chill out at the beach they come to you bring you drinks and shit like that it's an all-inclusive resort the room is huge and it's uh it was just like a regular deal of the day type of room that we got this tab actually hooked us up. They put a, we let them know that it was our honeymoon and they put like a little honeymoon sash on the door and give us a complimentary bottle of champagne when we checked in. And it's uh, been pretty dope so far. We actually just came from one of the restaurants that we went to downstairs. The place has like five or six restaurants and this one had a wait. Uh, we went down, we signed up uh and in places like this like it's 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 not like too much of a like a headache to have to wait because like what we did for example we signed up for a table for two the wait was like roughly an hour uh they told us and it it was it wound up being quicker than that was like 40 minutes but what we did is just they give us like a little beeper thing like they do you know when you go to like a fucking red lobster or fancy place like that right (laughs) Um, and we just went to the bar and over at the lobby that had some live music and, um, it was these two guys 
uh, singing and playing the keyboard and electric guitar and they were playing some like maroon 5 type music and stuff like that with their own like little little twist which is pretty dope and um we were just there chilling on couches having drinks um talking and and overall having a good time So that, like, waiting time period in and of itself is enjoyable. You know what I mean? Aside from the fact that you're in a, like, I looked up the weather. And the, you know, Mexico is, a, like, a tropical type of climate. I was looking up the weather, like, up to a week uh, uh, prior to the trip. And I was a little worried because uh, Hurricane Matthew just, like, passed by mainly, like, through the Caribbean. So it didn't hit here that much, I think. Um, but I think that just based on absolutely zero research, but, um, I know like it hit Haiti hard and, and in the Caribbean. So I'm just assuming that it, it didn't hit here too hard. Anyway, um, the weather for the week that we've been here was supposed to, or the week that we're going to be here is supposed to be like raining, like for, like a, I think it was like a 60 to 70 percent chance of rain for most of the time that we were here and then up to the day before the trip it dropped down to like 30 to 40 percent uh, chance of rain and so far it hasn't rained at all um the guy that picked us up at the airport and drove us to the hotel um told us that the night before it rained a lot so we're hoping that that's the last of it we haven't seen any rain so far the last two days we've been here it's been like awesome dope perfect weather low 80s um and uh so far like no complaints i lied actually one complaint one uh complaint so far which was we ordered room service uh dinner because we didn't feel like going out anywhere like when we got here we uh checked in before we checked in because the room wasn't ready yet because we got here from the airport like at like at i don't know 12 30 one o'clock around there and check-in time is at three but they let you you know you could just chill in the resort and take part in all the amenities and stuff like that go eat go drink whatever you want until your room is ready so the room was ready at three we went to go have lunch at the buffet that they have here which was pretty good and had a couple of drinks and just chilled around the hotel walked around you know got a a bit of a got to know the lay of the land and then when we got our room finally we like we went to the pool after that after we changed went to the pool the pool is dope a uh, really big pool it has like a couple bridges and the gazebo like where people get married and shit like that is like in the middle of the pool and uh it's really nice it's really cool layout for the resort and uh, anyway, that night we decided to order room service because we didn't feel like going out. And I was excited, but didn't think it through because I I like the idea of room service. Uh, it's like all inclusive resort. It's twenty four hour room service. You order whatever you want, and I like the idea of that. It's, but I didn't think it through in the sense that you can't order everything from room service you have to and th this is not based on you know extensive experience or anything like that it's just like two or three different like resorts that i've been to um and this like pretty much solidified it for me anyway and how i'm going to approach room service in the future you have to assume 
that quality wise it drops down a, a notch or two for room service like if you order the same exact thing in one of the restaurants downstairs and the order for room service it's not going to be the same it's going to be a little worse room service wise so there's certain things that you can't really fuck up you know like a burger or i don't know the chicken tenders and french fries like shit like that desserts like that's that type of stuff is you should order for room service pizzas you know things like that um but i got excited because i saw on the menu they had a ribeye steak they had um a flank steak as well which i'm still contemplating ordering but um i ordered the ribeye the first day and it came and it was it was just completely cold like if like they cooked it like an hour ago and just left it sitting out type of thing like mad cold like almost unedible cold well it wasn't edible like i literally had like two bites of it um i ate the potatoes that came with it and 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 that was pretty much it that was my dinner that day so that was my only complaint so far and aside from that though we just came from a banging restaurant called cebu it's a the mediterranean restaurant that they have here and we had uh what did we have my wife had bruschetta i had beef capriccioli or something like that uh, which was good uh she had the lasagna for a main course and i had the salmon and everything was really good we had desserts i had tiramisu she had ice cream and a couple glasses of wine and it was dope we had a very nice dinner so we, we were very happy with that we had breakfast this morning at the buffet which was banging um and it's anything you could think of like breakfast wise like bacon and different cheeses and eggs and pancakes and waffles and french toast and mimosas and and all the dope shit that you could think of um what did we do oh we went to the beach all day today uh which was really cool uh i did some reading there some some writing actually some editing for for the story that i owe you guys from fucking i don't know how fucking long ago already that short story that that i gave you guys the preview of that i read the the first draft of um on the podcast that i'm still fucking working on that one i am finally like in the editing phase of it and pretty much have the story done just have to go through the edit and then the final rewrite and i'll put that up uh, for you guys hopefully within the next month at least by the time this shit comes out um and but that story it kind of like more right now i'm in in between like the story is done but i'm in between uh which i'll be able to tell after editing if it's gonna stay a short story or lengthwise if it's gonna be like a, a novelette or a novella that i'll release uh, separately um but yeah it's, it's kind of like in that in between area uh, word count wise so we'll see after editing if it gets uh, chopped down significantly enough or or if I wind up adding a little bit more to it to make it a like a full-fledged novella and what else what else tomorrow we're excited we're gonna wake up early we're going on our first excursion we're gonna go to Chichen Itza that's uh the uh Mayan ruins uh pyramids and stuff like that and it's like an all-day thing they're gonna pick us up at eight o'clock in the morning and it's like a three-hour drive and then we're there for like four hours then they take us we're there for like three hours then they take us to like another cave that we could like jump into it's like full of water and stuff like that and um 
uh then we have lunch and then it's a three-hour drive back so we get here like at seven or eight o'clock at night and it's like an all-day thing really excited about it it's um something that we planned to do from before uh we left new york and we're looking forward to it i'm gonna tell you guys more about that once we experience it obviously and i'm definitely planning on taking a bunch of pictures for you guys to um add to the website and uh that's pretty much it man we've been having a, a really good time overall so anyways let me go spend some time with, with my wife as you're supposed to do on honeymoons <laughs> and um i'll check you check you guys out in a few days i'll let you guys know how that uh chichen itza was all right peace Give a shout out. Shout out to everybody. That was my wife. So this is recording number two. Right now we are chilling poolside, sipping on a Modelo beer, as well as oh my drink by the way, of the trip has been a margarita on the rocks with salt. When in Mexico, do as the Mexicans do. Um, you guys know. I'm a whiskey guy primarily, and I measure, like, the, I guess, the quality or level or whatever of a resort based on, like, the whiskey, because that's all I know, I guess. You know, I can't, I can't, my barometer can't be based on wine and stuff like that. Well, and not just in terms of resorts, but in terms of, like, open bars. Um, and this one is pretty good. It has a black label, Johnny Walker black label, in all of the all of the different bars you know the pool bar the main lobby bar all of the bars i've been to a resort in the past where it's just like in certain bars they have johnny walker black and everywhere else is like johnny walker red and uh, doers white label and and stuff like that so this is where that's another another plus about it uh it has that level of whiskey everywhere uh what else something else that was cool uh, about the resort they have monday night and thursday night football i guess because it's like football season or whatever which is weird because i guess a lot of like football fans come here because i have seen a bunch of different people wearing like steelers jerseys and redskins jerseys and giants uh, t-shirts and stuff like that and then like in all the souvenir shops you see like they have like skulls or like little mariachi hats and shit like that but they draw like team nfl team logos on them um which is interesting to see but they must have that type of clientele, I guess, because they also have at the resort Monday Monday night and Thursday night football by the pool, like on a big screen, which is pretty cool. The Jets played yesterday, and I saw a tiny bit of it walking back and forth, and um, they were losing. So it's a fucked up season for my Jets. Um, but yeah, this part of the recording is geared more towards Chichen Itza. Uh, that we went to yesterday it was a very 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 long day we were super tired at the end of it uh, but it was a dope experience a really cool trip uh, to get to see the Mayan ruins and uh, get a little taste of like uh, ancient history I guess here in Mexico as well as the uh, like commute there it's like three hours so you get to see like actual the actual country you know what I mean um and uh that's pretty cool too i like getting a taste of that uh not just like staying at the resort because a resort here or a resort in dr or a resort in costa rica or a resort anywhere it's same shit right it's, it's a it's beach pool liquor and food basically and a bunch of different types of people um 
so yeah that's pretty it's pretty dope to get a, a taste of that so we saw the the uh pyramids and stuff like that that they have there uh it was like a, a three-hour drive to get there we were there for probably like another like three hours total and um walking around we had a cool tour guide who gave us a, a bunch of history about it you know there was a there was this real asshole cunt i actually wrote down his name somewhere oh yeah so here's some cliff notes of what i got from the the tour guide first off uh chichen itza was recently named one of the wonders of the world within the last couple years um there uh, a common question that they get is, are there still Mayans today? And he answered, uh, yes, there are. There are actually 7 million uh, Mayans living today. They weren't all, you know, like, made extinct or something like that. There were, they spanned four different countries, Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, and the fourth country I didn't catch. Um, Cancun is a Mayan word, actually. That means snake nest. They used to, they used to worship a uh, rattlesnake for some reason um which is actually that was like a, a cause for like the spaniards when they came the conquistadors and they like took over shit it was pretty much uh because they thought they were like into like satan worshiping or something like that because they had snakes and, and stuff like that but the mayans actually saw the rattlesnake as something that kept time they were really like obsessed with time like keeping track of of time and the pyramid structure has a whole there's like a this whole thing about like the 92 stairs times the four sides plus this divided by that equals 365 days of the year and they measure like uh it's a it's both a uh solar and a lunar calendar at the same time or something like that and the rattlesnake uh for every year that passes has a, an additional ring on its rattle that grows or something like that so pretty much that's why they 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 uh like worshipped the snake and the i forget the name of the snake i've heard it named quetzalcoatl by graham hancock uh in his book it's the feathered serpent uh they call it something else here as well um but yeah cancun stands for snake nest in mayan language and if you want to tell somebody how are you in mayan you can say bishabel bishabel uh what else what else oh the asshole that i was gonna tell you guys about this guy called diego de landa he was this like ultra christian dude from spain that came and he literally burned hundreds of different mind books and texts and just scribes and information that they had and we lost thousands of years of of useful information um in that and literally only four books survived like that mass burning that he did by going from village to village and and taking all their information and their books and stuff and burning them and um the four books that actually survived that were later like recovered like through the jungle and found um one is in mexico another one is in spain another one is in france and the other one is in germany and this uh, diego de landa guy he actually regretted doing what he did eventually and then he started going around like all the different mayan mayan um villages and and wanted to learn uh more about their 
their culture basically and he wound up writing a book in that book that he wrote he uh left us with the mayan alphabet like decoded or deciphered as well as their number system the mayans were actually the first ones to come up with the number zero by the way guys this is none of this is like fact check or anything like that this is all um you know based on what the tour guide said in a documentary that we saw well, at you, like, like, oh, <laughs> whatever <laughs> um yeah the the people walking by that work here are looking at it and me sitting on next to the, the pool here on a couch <laughs> talking into the the uh, mp3 recorder here but anyway see what i do for you guys i look like an idiot anyway um so what was i saying oh yeah so they were the first supposedly to come up with the number zero like a thousand years or some shit before the europeans did with the concept of the number zero um and whatever in that book that diego de, Lu- de landa uh wrote which i do not know the name of let's see if i wrote it down here i did not uh he uh, pretty much put forth that information Uh, then the you, you guys remember that whole uh, December twenty first, twenty twelve thing? The world was gonna end, type of thing. Uh, they said that that was never that was something that was exacerbated by, by, I don't know, people, I guess. But the Mayans said that that was never the case. It was that that's that cycle, that like lunar cycle, based on, um, based on them witnessing in three thousand one hundred and fourteen BC. The Mayans saw, like, a tremendous harmony between Jupiter, Orion's Belt, and Venus. And they calculated using that, like, number system that they came up with that 5,125 years later, it would happen again. That date was December 21st, 2012. And that's how sick and accurate their, their calendar system was. But it wasn't that the world was ending. It was that that cycle was ending that, you know, takes 5,125 years to happen again and that we were we would be beginning anew from that point forth so it's a big misconception according to the tour guides um oh you know what was really dope that i actually wound up getting as a souvenir for myself they so the mines didn't have steel or metal or anything like that but they were able to you know like carve all these stones and 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 rocks and temples and stuff like that um, all by using harder rocks and harder harder stones and hard wood as, as tools. They had something called an obsidian stone that looks like onyx, and it's like it's like a black stone, and it's like super dope. And the tour guide had like um, uh, like traditional Mayan obsidian stone like knives and 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 uh, like tools that they used, and they were like just really dope, just like picture like an onyx looking stone like black but it changes color like when you when it, the light glimmers off of it it looks like green and blue and and like different colors like that and it's like super strong uh strong enough for them to like carve stone and be able to build the pyramids that they built and stuff like that so that was that was really dope that i had never heard of before and even more dope the fact that they were able to construct everything that they were able to construct by just you know without using metal and steel or anything like that something that the tour guide told us which i think is bullshit but whatever maybe it's true is the that every mayan is born with a mongolian spot it's called quote-unquote mongolian spot it's some sort of birthmark 
pigmentation difference that they have like on their back and they he showed us a picture of a baby a mayan baby that was born that has the same that same thing supposedly all of them do he said he had it he said he was a mayan but obviously he didn't show us <laughs> but um uh yeah i don't know i don't know how true that is but that was something of note i guess and what else i think of uh denigan said mayans come from oh yeah there was this guy called denigan something denigan he said that the mayans came from outer space and he said this because there are different like origin stories of the mayans some say that they were siberian that migrated um here to the mexican region and others say that they are relatives of aliens from outer space that came in so it's an interesting fun type of story to indulge in but whatever take that obviously with a grain of salt this denikin guy was some some american archaeologist that came up with this theory after finding some mayan skulls that he excavated and they showed us pictures of the skulls and if those are legit pictures they really do like alien head like the aliens that we see in like movies and shit like that that we that we uh depict in like our movies you know like big huge heads gray heads with like the black eyes like those aliens like a skull of that being would look like the picture that he showed us um that were supposedly skulls that were excavated by this denigan guy so check that out if you guys are interested and um yeah it was pretty dope it's pretty it's pretty sick experience it reminded me of like the the ruins that i went to in india that, that i told you guys about in the uh india one and india two uh, podcast episodes and um i put a bunch of pictures up of those on the website at spuntoday.com forward slash photography i am definitely i took a bunch of pictures of these mine ruins and the in uh, chichen itza that i'm gonna be putting on the website once i get back to the states and um oh after that after that whole like mind thing and that tiring experience and um which was pretty which which was really cool but it's like again it was a really long day they gave us like an hour like while we were still there because there's like a bunch of vendors there that you wind up like hustling with and uh and it's cool because you know it's like i don't know you get like a feel of like the culture and of like the people that live here you know and they're working you're like talking to them and i had a meds hat on and one of them was like yo i'll trade you i'll trade give me the meds hat and i'll i'll trade you for a bunch of these fucking like uh trinkets and stuff like that that they were selling and um we wound up buying a bunch of souvenirs there because you can hustle them down it's like they started like 12 dollars and we literally bought stuff for like a (laughs) dollar and it was like the same shit like when we were like in india too like i bought stuff for like 50 cents over there that they started at like five bucks um but that was a cool a cool um a cool thing to do for a little while but yeah after that then we got back on the bus oh the bus almost left us by the well the bus did leave us by the way we didn't notice we lost track of time while we were like shopping around we came out the bus bounced supposedly they waited like an extra 10 minutes from the time that they told us told us to be there and that one of the the guides because it was like four of them together on the bus with us he stayed back looking for us and he found us and we were like roaming around the uh the exit looking for the bus he found us and then we wanted to take in a cab with him to meet up with the bus um so it was kind of fucked up on our part that we made everybody wait an extra 10 minutes but it was kind of cool to you know take a cab here in mexico and it wasn't that far it was like a five minute ride and we wound up um taking that ride to go have lunch at this uh traditional mexican restaurant place which is pretty cool 
Um, and then there, from there, we take the bus again to this water hole, this natural cave water hole place, which is really cool. Um, it was scary because it was like 90, it was like 90, 92 steps down. We had to go down to like get to the to the level of the water hole, and then the water hole is like 150 feet down. Um, that's how deep it is. 150 feet deep so we had our like life vests on because none of us know how to swim and we get in the water which is cold as fuck but it was just cool because like you're like inside a cave and you're like looking up and um just see like tarzan looking vines like hanging and up but and people like diving and and just like swimming in a huge ass cave and it was a it was a, a cool experience and then uh a cenote that's what it's called a cenote and aside from that then it was just like a three-hour drive back home where we saw a documentary about the Mayans and stuff like that, which was a nice like little touch at the end. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. They gave us food. They gave us beers, sodas, like all, all that stuff. And uh, it was a pretty cool trip, pretty cool experience. That was Chichen Itza. Now we are going to finish our drinks and uh, head to the beach and chill out for a while. And we plan, we're planning on going snorkeling tomorrow. So I'll let you guys know how that shit is. And uh, that's pretty much it. Stay tuned. You want to say anything, babe? I'm having fun. What was that? I'm having fun. She's having fun. Peace. And thus, folks, all good things must come to an end. It's our final night in mexico just finished packing writing names on all the souvenirs and shit like that so we don't have to do it when we get back home and it was a very enjoyable trip we both had a great time awesome honeymoon and um a couple notables that i was thinking about that i forgot to mention is that the bathroom I thought it had two toilets, but it's really one toilet and a bidet. And a bidet I've always been curious about, wanting to to try. And for those of you that don't know, it's like a, it looks like a toilet, but it has like a, like a faucet type of thing uh, connected to it, and it squirts water on your asshole so that you can really clean yourself because the way that we do it and you know they have that in india they have that supposedly like throughout europe and stuff like that it's like it's like commonplace and i guess in mexico as well um unless they're just catering to like european travelers but um you know we in america we fucking just use toilet paper and all that's doing is really just smashing shit on your butt cheeks and I actually use probably TMI, but uh, baby wipes. I've always used them, not always, but um, for years, because just toilet paper doesn't do the trick. Anyway, <laughs> but day is fucking. It's pretty cool. Um, not as invasive, I guess, as I was like assuming that it would be. It's kind of just like a water that trickles down i guess and wets you and then you dry yourself and you're that much cleaner for it anyway the bathroom has that which is pretty cool 
um, uh, something funny from our our tour guide from Chichen Itza is that, and again, it's something another parallel that I draw to to India. One of the tour guides was he looked like he would be like the the like teacher's pet in class, you know, like the one that's like always studying and like go hard in school. And he reminded me of a couple people that I trained in India that are the same way. And something that all all three of them have in common is that in speaking English, they overpronounce the T in the words that um, that have a T or that end in a T rather. And like they say things like don't and I will not um, and stuff like that. So uh, I don't know either they I don't know. I guess it's I don't know something that I found eerily, eerily similar that I hadn't heard before India. And then one of the tour guides here spoke the exact same way with the same exact emphasis. And um, I just found that interesting. Um, something hilarious about him was at the end of the night, he goes, he's, uh, you know, thanking everybody and stuff like that. And then he said, I'm going to try to do his accent the way, the way he was speaking English. And they spoke English, like, really, really great, by the way. But he goes, um, they, uh, when speaking about, like, uh, tipping and, like, gratuities and stuff like that, he says, and some people say... No, why am I doing an Indian accent? And some people say that in their country... Damn, I'm not doing it right now. Some people say that in their country, it is offensive to give a tip. Here, it is not. Please offend us. Offend us very much. <laughs> like said something like that, which is... That is dying. Um, what else, what else? We signed up to go snorkeling today, and I have one snorkeling experience. I thought it was going to be something similar to that um, in Costa Rica, where we went out on a boat for like two to three hours, and then they like stopped the boat, dropped the anchor, and let people you know like slide off the boat or just walk off the boat into the middle of the ocean around a a wreath. Uh, catamaran wreath I think it, it, it was called or something like that or maybe that's just the name of the tour um, and then you just swim like with the with the fishes and around the reef like go around in circles and look into the ocean you know snorkeling and shit like that and um, we, si- we signed up here in Mexico to something like that well at least that I thought was like that and we went um, we got picked up this morning after breakfast and we were on our way there and we, you know, we're speaking with the tour guide dude and he was telling us that it's like a guided tour and we needed to know how to swim and it's like a three mile swim and that we have to keep up and it's like three stops and everything. And we were like, what the fuck? This was like completely not what we were expecting. None of us know how to swim. And, um, you know, I thought it was just like leisurely snorkeling, not some fucking marathon race snorkeling type shit. And um, we wound up canceling it pretty much. And 
taking a cab back from the office uh, that does the tours. Uh, taking a cab back to the hotel, and then we just wound up chilling in the hotel and had a pretty fun day. Actually, I rented a GoPro that I was using for the first time. I hadn't done that before, and it was pretty cool, you know, taking pictures, like, underwater and, like, in in the pool and um, at in the beach as well and shit like that, which was pretty fun. And uh, some videos and stuff like that. It was pretty dope. GoPros are pretty cool. I, I hadn't fucked with them before, but... Um, it, it was pretty dope. Uh, what else? Last night we went to this like fancy French restaurant that they have here, and we had beef beef tartare. What happened? <laughs> My wife had raw beef, uh, beef tartare, which I think tartare is fucking means raw. That's what I was telling her. I think. Because uh, tuna tartare is just like raw tuna and I guess everything else tartare is the same. But it was pretty much ground beef. Like you buy it at the supermarket, just like packed up and with a piece of garnish on top of it. And <laughs> packed up into like a little circle. And we ate, ate that and it actually tasted good. Um, we had that and it was like a, one of those like foo-foo, chef it up type, type restaurants where they give you a big ass plate and like... A grain of rice on it and then decorate it um but the food was pretty good we 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 enjoyed it i had a good time tried a few new things had foie gras which i hadn't had before um uh some french onion soup which is dope i like french onion soup it was pretty good here and what else then i had like a flank steak or something like that um what else did we do Not too much, man. Aside from that, like it was, it was a dull vacation. We we took naps. We we woke up early. We went to the beach. We went to the pool. We had like barbecue by the pool. Um, what else? There's like a little coffee place here that had dope cappuccinos and espressos, and just pounding double espressos and little pastries and stuff like that. And that place is open uh, 24 hours a day, so it was pretty cool, you know. Um, get coffee. I drink a shitload of coffee. You guys know my fucking endless quest for the perfect uh, coffee. Um, but yeah, the coffee was really good there. But yeah, that's pretty much our honeymoon. I can't think of anything else that I've left out. Um... If I do, I'll, I guess I'll, re- I'll record it, like, in another little segment or, like, the intro or outro to this thing. This is one of those episodes that I'll probably, I'm not sure when I'm going to, re- if I'm going to release it soon or just, like, stash it away for a rainy day type of thing. So we could listen back on our, on our honeymoon experience type of thing. It might be something like that. But either way, I'll put up uh, pictures on the website, sponsor.com forward slash photography um, that I took of Chichen Itza of here around the resort. I took some dope pictures like by the beach and stuff like that. Um, And on Instagram and 
the Facebook fan page and stuff like that. So uh, you guys should check it out. I did a video actually of the of the room, and I'll probably put that on YouTube just so because I know when I've been curious about rooms like for resorts that I was thinking about going to or hotel rooms and stuff like that. Um, videos like that are, are helpful when the people actually like walk through the room and show you what the room exactly looks like um it's not as uh it's much more detailed than you know like the photographs that the hotel website puts up and the virtual tours and stuff like that so uh probably put that uh check that out on the spun today youtube page uh, if you're interested and if not go fuck yourselves anyway guys thanks for listening and peace And that's the episode, folks. And this is the outro. So technically, it's not the episode. That's the bulk, the middle, the middle build of the story of this episode. Um, if you uh, want to stick around and listen to a few ways where you can help support the podcast and keep this, keep this all going. Even though I'm going to keep this all going anyway. Spoiler alert. But, um, you know, your continued help and support and um, rating and reviewing and spreading the word and, and help uh, financially, if you, if you choose to, uh, is much appreciated and definitely, definitely contributes to the cause. So here's a bunch of the ways, if you guys are still feeling uh, the Christmas spirit, <laughs> even, even though it's a, like a week past by the time you guys listen to this, um, a bunch of the ways that you guys can help support the podcast one way where you instantly get something of value in my opinion uh, back in return is signing up for my weekly newsletter it's called the midday monday boost letter you can go right now to spuntray.com click on subscribe and just drop your uh, name and email address in and you'll get the very next one what it is is a newsletter that includes five things uh, five of the things that, that I'm into and um, that I feel like sharing with you guys. It's a photo of the week, which I feature like a photographer from Instagram usually, uh, but could be any other type of photo as well. Um, just a dope picture that I saw that, that I want to share with you guys. And I shout that, that photographer out. And you know that if you're into photography at all, that you can use the newsletter as like a mechanism to, oh, let me get put on to some new dope photographers or whatever um and then follow them on instagram and stuff like that and you get to see a cool picture um it also includes a podcast of the week i listen to a shitload of podcasts like i tell you guys all the time and um it's a very very eclectic in my opinion um spectrum of podcasts from comedy podcasts like uh, the Church of What's Happening Now with Joey Coco Diaz, uh, Bill Burr's Mon- uh, Monday Morning Podcast, or if you're Skeptic Tank, the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast, um, to philosophical uh, or philosophy podcasts like the Drunken Taoist Podcast with Daniele Bellelli and Rich Avers, um, the I Am Rappaport Podcast, then you have stuff like Planet Money. Um, this American Life. What else? The Tim Ferriss Show, the Brian Callen Show, uh, Good Times with Steve Simone. If you if you ever want, by the way, to just feel appreciative of 
whenever you're feeling down and stuff like that, um, or just generally speaking, if you ever want to feel like appreciate appreciative of what you have and just like reminisce about good times, listen to the Good Times podcast with Steve Simone. He's like by far the most like positive fucking do-gooder that I've ever heard of, and um, he's like a, a, a clean comic and uh just an all-around uh uh cool guy i don't know him personally but i've spoken with him like on twitter and stuff like that and and you know he's humble he's and he just like interviews like his his childhood friends growing up and and other comedians and stuff like that and they speak about um stuff like from when they were kids like the good times quote unquote and it's cool and they bring stuff up that even um they're a little older than me but even i'm like oh shit i remember that you know and then it gets me thinking of stuff and and it's pretty cool like a lot of family stuff and stuff like that it's pretty dope i also listen to writing podcasts like the creative pen and the story grid podcast the writer's panel um what else what else what else just a bunch of different dope stuff nerds podcast you're welcome with chill sonnen at the mma hour with ariel Hawani, fitz dog radio talk nerdy the undisclosed podcast the ted radio hour actual innocence podcast brain stuff which is cool uh brain stuff is like um like five to ten minute uh, little podcast about just like random questions like what is american cheese really made of and why do dogs tilt their heads and why do so many price tags end in 0.99 like 99 cents like stuff like that he does like a, a quick little deep dive into into them um ask pat uh, podcast, fucking fantasy football podcast, like a bunch of different shit, like hip hop podcast, radio lab. Um, so there's something there for anyone. So if you'd like podcasts in general and you want to get put on to new shit, again, sign up to the uh, Spun Today questionnaire, the Midday Monday Boost letter, and you get one podcast recommendation per week. And it's a, an episode from within the shows that I listen to that I thought was dope and that people would get some some value out of um then the other three things mentioned in the midday monday boost letter each and every week is a quote of the week like an inspirational type quote or just a dope that i found uh, insightful uh word of the week uh just you know step up your vocab and a video of the week and it could the videos could be a battle rap or a ted talk and and or you know any video that i saw online you know not like cat videos that go viral and stuff like that just shit that i happen to see whether i saw it and it happened years ago and i'm just seeing it now for the first time or whatever it's not stuff that you know is in the zeitgeist of the week or anything like that it's just shit that i saw um and i wanted to share with you guys so check it out at spontaneous.com forward slash subscribe also i have a questionnaire on my website uh, it's mainly for writers, but it's open, you know, to anybody who does anything creative. You could be a blogger or a singer or whatever it is that you're into. And I'm pretty sure you can, you can answer the five questions. It's five open-ended questions related to your craft. And when you do fill out those five questions, you can choose to remain anonymous if you want to. And if not, I will give you a shout out on the podcast. But if you do choose to remain anonymous, I'll just read your your the responses to your to the questions and share it with the the rest of the folks that listen to the sponsor podcast and the value there uh, for the listeners is that you get to see other people's perspectives you know different writers and how they approach um getting over writer's block and like stuff like that i think that's like related to one of the questions there 
fuck <clears throat> i just choked <laughs> um sorry about that all right uh next if you uh, i want to give a, an open invitation to any writers or creators out there uh that want to be on the podcast you know we can uh set something up i want to do more more like interviews um uh featured interviews on the sponsor podcast in 2017 so definitely if you're not interested on on like verbally being on the podcast <clears throat> you can fill out a questionnaire like i mentioned before you can be featured that way but if you want to uh come on to the podcast and you know we can set up like a, a skype interview or something like that and you know, just just have a conversation you know shoot the shit about writing and creating and stuff like that whatever it is that that you're into feel free to to reach out to me you know it's it's free it's not like i'm gonna charge you like for an interview or something like that like some sites and podcasts do i think that's bullshit <clears throat> i think we can all learn from each other and um especially if if you're a struggling coming up uh uh type of writer you know why have that like zero sum game that famine thinking mentality and you know crabs in the bucket type of thing let's uh help each other out come on the podcast talk to me about your process and uh i'll I openly speak about mine all the time and <clears throat> yeah hit me up um, email me to spuntoday at gmail.com or go to spuntoday.com forward slash contact there's a contact page there you can uh, hit me up through there and we'll speak we'll set something up alrighty for all you you uh, Christmas spirit folks that are out there you happy Kwanzaa people and uh Jews that are feeling like you want to be a giving beacon of the star of David that made no sense um, here are three ways that you can help support the podcast financially you can shop on Amazon and by doing so help me out financially now how does that work you might ask go to sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links and there you're going to see all the different ways you can help the podcast financially that i'm gonna mention now including an amazon banner what you do is just click on that banner and that takes you to amazon's website <clears throat> and if you're the type that that uses bookmarks by the way you can uh just do this one time go to sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links uh click on the amazon banner then save that link to amazon as your bookmark and then whenever you go to amazon just click on the bookmark and go buy shit it doesn't cost you anything extra whatsoever and um every time you shop through my link if you go to sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links first and then click on the amazon banner then uh look for whatever it is you're gonna buy add it to your cart and purchase it <clears throat> cost you the same exact amount that you would normally pay and Amazon gives me a few pennies on the dollar just for driving traffic towards their website. There's also an iTunes uh, affiliate link, which works the exact same way. There's a PayPal donation link that does not work the same way. That is, if you just want to donate straight cash, feel free to do so. Um, another way that you can help support the podcast financially is by checking out the Patreon page. And the Patreon, Patreon is pretty cool um, in the sense that it's a site that... Again, if you go to the sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links, I put a little uh, Patreon video that explains what Patreon is and what it does and how it works. Um, but just in short, it's a site that allows you to donate a certain amount, whatever you choose, whether it's a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, eight dollars, 
per episode of the Sponsor Podcast. So I normally put out two episodes per month, sometimes three, but usually two, no more than that, no more than three. <clears throat> so that would mean that if you set up these reoccurring donations, it'll be like a dollar per episode. So it'll be $2 a month. And it's just something that, that gets like, you know, you set it up through your PayPal or something like that. And you get, um, if you go to my Patreon page, you'll see the different rewards that you get for, for, uh, choosing to go this route to support the podcast. So go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash spun today. And you'll see that if you donate a dollar per episode, uh, you get a sh- definitely get a shout out on the, on the podcast. I need to edit the page to mention that you'll also get a, um, a bookmark. Uh, limited edition sponsored bookmark uh, that I get done like in batches of like 50 and each time is going to be a different design um, so you get one of those whatever the bookmark happens to be at that point in time if you want to donate $3 per episode uh, you get the bookmark you get the shout out but you'll also get a piece of free writing that's otherwise not posted to the public uh, like the rest of my free writing that's at sponsored.com forward slash free writing and you'll also get a free digital copy of any of my nonfiction books as they come out. Like, for example, the book uh, that I have out now, which is Make Way For You. Um, tips for getting out of your own way. You get it for free. That one and any future ones as long as uh, you keep donating. So it's a gamble. If I fucking drop that tomorrow, knock on wood, um, then you'll at least get one, right? You donate five bucks and you get at least a book. So the book will cost you five bucks. But if I... Uh, come out with the the volume two of make way for you and then volume three and volume four and volume eight down the line when i'm fucking 65 you'll be getting each and every one but yeah to see all the different levels and the explanations of what you get for what you donate go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash spun today if you want to purchase uh my book directly uh you can first learn more about it see if it's uh something that you think you'd be into or um Maybe you want to get it for somebody for one of your Hanukkah gifts or something like that. It's, uh, uh, I don't like calling it a motivational book because it sounds like too woo-woo and bullshit, but it's pretty much a, if you check out, go to sponsor.com forward slash free writing, see the different types of free writing that I have there. And it's a collection of certain free writing pieces that motivated me to, and pushed me and, and inspired me to put my own book together um and i feel that if it was able to do that for me which i am a fucking procrastinating king i know i'm not unique in that way um if it was able to help me just to get that done um i think that it could possibly help others do the same so check it out it's called make way for you you can see a video about it on my patreon page uh, you can also see a video about it on my website at sponsor.com forward slash books. Uh, you get some free audio excerpts uh, on that on the site as well. And um, just generally an explanation of what, what it is. You can purchase a paperback copy. You can uh, purchase a digital copy either through iBooks or Kindle. Uh, it's free for Kindle unlimited users um, uh, to download wherever you get your ebooks from. Uh, look for it. I'm sure it's there please rate and review it let me know what it what you think about it again like i always tell you guys this podcast is anchored in writing and it's it's essentially going to be a digital audio recording this podcast is 
of my writing journey and everything that happened in between. And I really want to get better at it. And part of getting better at it is getting the, the uh, constructive criticism from you fucks. So don't be a douche, but feel free to reach out to me and hit me up and let me know what you think about it or any of my other um, writing that you can see on my website at sponsor.com forward slash free writing or the short stories uh, sponsor.com forward slash short stories. Uh, they all have comment sections and stuff like that. And you guys can let me know what you think through there. Also, if you can't afford purchasing the book in any way, I will send you a free copy. If you just go to that website uh, that I mentioned, sponsor.com forward slash books, uh, all the way at the bottom, there's a link to, uh, not a link, there's a, like an option to put in your name and email address. And if you do that, I'll send you over a free copy of the book. So feel free to do that if you need to. I'm making, I'm making, I'm aiming to make this podcast a Milky Way, universe-wide phenomenon. And before we get to that point, I need to get some more rates and reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all the places that you listen to podcasts. It's available in a bunch of different places. Whatever your favorite podcatcher is, I'm sure it's there. Um, But mainly... I uh, would appreciate it if you guys would rate and review it on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to. And let me know what you think about it. Also, subscribe to the YouTube page at Spun Today. It's not SpunToday.com forward slash. It's not, it's not YouTube.com forward slash Spun Today. Go to SpunToday.com and at the bottom there's a link to the, to the YouTube page. Um because you need like a, a shit ton of subscribers before you can name your youtube page or some shit like that if until you reach that point they give you like a wonky link or something but yeah you can easily get to it through my website or just search spun today in youtube and it'll pop up again folks i really appreciate the fuck out of you and um thank you very much for listening to the spun today podcast this year it has slowly but surely gone up in listenership and i appreciate you guys uh, sharing it with your friends and co-workers and stuff like that and and blogs and feel free to blog about it talk about it um criticize it whatever the fuck it is that you're into here's to continued and shared prosperity to us all in 2017 i wish you all health and happiness and as always substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams thanks for listening